What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, is Adam Ronis. We're here from the Fantasy Alarm family right here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Uh, what's going on, Adam? How are you, man? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, getting ready for the next week. So, you know, you watch Monday Night Football, you see your results, and then for us, it's like, all right, week three, uh, time to uh, to churn out the rankings, the early preliminary rankings, because uh, obviously we have a lot of question marks this week, and some guys that are in there now probably won't play. Some guys that I don't have in there might play. So uh, just remember, they are preliminary rankings when they go up on Tuesday. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, if anybody you know, anybody who knows Fantasy Alarm, subscribes to Fantasy Alarm, knows that first drafts never stay. Like, we update stuff throughout the entire week. I, I just posted, <clears throat> you know, the week three DFS watch list uh, earlier today. And, you know, that just, that it starts off that way. But, you know, by the end of the week, you know, I take names off, I add names on. Uh, we'll see. And then it still gets a transformation before it becomes the, uh, the, the, the DFS playbook. So, you know, I, I, I think, you know, that's, that's the important thing. You know, we, we live in an era where it's like all about like that instantaneous gratification. I need to know now I need to know now. So, you know, you need your rankings here on a Tuesday for some inane reason, right? Like people freak out. You don't post the rankings on Tuesday for the upcoming week and people go bonkers over it so you know this is you have to understand that this is a first look and a lot of things are going to change between now and the and the and the start of the games you know even between now and thursday night which is well is that really fixing to be a just a garbage trash game right carolina at houston and houston just put both tyrod taylor and nico collins on the uh on ir like who's left on that team well, it's Brandon Cooks and no one else as far as targets. Uh, Carolina's defense has played well. Who knows? Maybe we surprisingly get a decent game because we've actually had a really good primetime game so far. I know the teams have been way better. But even last week, we we're like, ah, Giants and Washington. It turned out to be an entertaining game. A little sloppy, but it was entertaining. It was close to the end. So you just hope that that happens again. And we do get to see McCaffrey and – DJ Moore. We'll see if Robbie Anderson's still alive. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's hard to sell the game, but the Texans have played better than we thought so far. I mean, they were actually competitive with the Browns for most of that game. Are you um are are you are you feeling the Davis Mills love here? Does um do we look at him and do we do we not downgrade Brandon Cooks? I mean, I know he's the only guy there, but I mean, I guess that's that is a problem. If he's the only guy there, why wouldn't they just double cover him, uh, or at least you know just pay you know float safety help in the direction that he's going to be, um, you know, and and really just you know heavy pass rush, blitz heavily, and uh, and and try and rattle this kid. Uh, certainly possible. I mean, again, Carolina has played good defense so far, uh, but they went against the Jets. And a Saints offense that just looked uh, awful. You can attribute it to all the assistant coaches missing potentially due to COVID or whatever it is. Who knows? Um, but, I mean, Cooks is someone I think I have ranked in the wide receiver three range, you know, like 35, 36. So, you know, he's going to get the targets. Uh, so I'm, I'm probably – I don't have – 
I don't have him in any redraft. I was definitely interested in him. I'm pro- I probably do have him in a best ball, so I don't really have a situation to say, well, this is who I'm starting him over, but I think he's startable. Okay. But in the wide receiver three range. Yes. Okay. All right. Listen, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, now, you know, on yesterday's show, what we talked about, you know, we gave that early look at the waiver wire and um, and we talked about some of the injuries. Now, obviously, when Tuesday comes, then, you know, all of a sudden it's like, all right, we start getting more clarity on the injuries. We start hearing uh, more things that are going on. Um, but I got to tell you, man, I, you know, with, with the way that that the news busted out today, I mean, with the exception of. Taylor and Nico Collins going on IR, or Jarvis Landry on IR also. Um, everything else, there's there's really nothing else, though, that kind of, I think, moves the needle or shakes anything. You know, we, we were trying to go through some players who might be available on, on waivers last night, but there really doesn't seem to be a whole lot going on. Nah, it looks like a pretty bad week, it, it, especially if you're in a deeper format. There's just not a lot out there. Uh, I haven't gone through yet. Uh, most of my waivers all run Wednesday beginning at noon. So I will do it uh, tonight. I'll start looking at it for my ones that run at noon and 1 p.m. I think everything else is at night. So I'll kind of look through those. But those are deep. I mean, so I don't expect there to be much. Uh, you know, you always look first to see if you have anyone that's droppable and then you see if there's anyone worth adding, but it is not a great week. I mean, I think in most leagues, Rondale Moore is owned. Uh, I know I talked about him a lot in the preseason, so I don't, I don't really see much out there. And as far as the injuries, uh, we still don't know about Deontay Johnson. I know Tomlin said, He's fine, not perfect. I don't know what the hell that means. Something like that, he said. He said, looking better, but not to be confused with great. Yeah, so great. (laughs) Uh, A lot of clarity there. Um, I mean, we're trying to figure out if Justin Fields is going to start this week. I think that's kind of big. It would certainly give a boost, I think, to a guy like Mooney. Um, So that's kind of something we're looking at. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger popped up on the injury report, but it's Ben Roethlisberger. So usually he likes the drama and then he'll go out there and play. Usually we see it in games where he's banked up and, oh, he's not going to play. And then, oh, here he comes. He comes comes out of the locker room like Willis Reed, right? I don't even think he could do it anymore. I think he's like, I better stop this because I'm not that good. Um, But, yeah, it's (laughs) – there's not much. I mean, Quintus Cephas, maybe KJ Osborne, you know, you're looking at receivers like that, where it's not like, oh, I'm going to get this guy and immediately put them in my lineup. So, yeah, it is a very quiet week. So I don't think you should be spending much money. And again, every situation is different. Maybe there's a league that's more shallow, these 10 team leagues, which I know we tend to focus on the deeper format. So if you're listening, obviously you can always ask the question on fantasylove.com and a discord. If you're like, well, these guys didn't say anything about Sterling Shepard. Yeah. He's probably rostered in Moline's. If he's in your 10 team league. Yeah. Go get him. Go get him. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to cater to everyone. But I know if we say, Oh, Sterling Shepard's a good pickup, like 85 to 90% of you like, what are you talking about? He was drafted in my league. So, uh, yeah, but it's this is definitely not a great waiver wire week at all. 
No, it, it isn't. And you know what? I got to be honest with you and tell you that I didn't think last week was a great waiver wire week either. Um, um, you know. Well, the, Tim Patrick, I thought, was a really good pickup. I mean, yeah, Patrick was, a, Patrick was a fine pickup. But, I mean, everybody was so focused on the 49ers backfield that I think, yes. I mean, that just completely overshadowed everything. And it was just, and, and, and it was, you know, here, here's the thing, right? You know, because I, I try to, you know, instill this in, it, with people, right? If you don't have to make a move, then you then don't make the move, right? If you don't have to spend the fab budget, if you're if you're if you're sitting there and you're like and you're and you're gonna drop a guy and it and it's a lateral move, I mean, what are you doing? Like, what's the reason behind it? Did this guy just have a great game and and you're gonna get rid of your the guy on your bench who had the worst game or you know didn't play, whatever the case may be? But I think that that's something that fantasy football people have a very hard time doing, you know, sitting on their hands, right? Like just to, you know, especially now. And I guess this this is what we can do. We can we can kind of center it around this. All right. What do you do if you're 0-2, but you got a good team? You like your team. You're still sitting there and you're and you're looking at what's going on. So what to do when you're 0-2? That's what's coming up next on the other side of this break commercial break break that is so we'll be right back adam ronis here you go what do you do if you're o and two like how what's your what's your process here um especially because i mean listen the way you draft and a lot of people who subscribe to fantasy alarm and 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 use your rankings uh draft similarly to you so what happens when you find yourself o and two and it's not injury related. You didn't wasn't you didn't you didn't lose Cam Akers and you know or or something like that. Like what do you do? I've never been 0-2 in my life, so I don't know how to answer this. Come on. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> I think I have I'm 0-2 in the fishbowl, but I'm not gonna count that because that's a weird scoring league. I am 0-2 in my NFFC online, but that's injuries. I lost Judy, I don't have Beckham, I lost Gallup. Uh so I'm kind of hurting there. I had a better week this week but and again that's a league with 20 roster spots so there's not much on waivers but you got to realistically assess your team you know I, I sometimes i hear these zero and two teams and i'm like you're fine you know you, you had some bad luck maybe you went against the high score in week one the second highest score in week two maybe you had tyree kill and Dak prescott last week you know you got to look at your team realistically look i had Dak prescott I have them, I think, in two leagues. One, I won. It was doubleheader. I won both. That's because I had really good players. The other one, I lost. And it was because of Dak and the GST. I lost. You know, we do all play. Top six win, bottom six. And if I get 10 more points from Dak, maybe even less, I win. So he cost me this week. So I look at my team and I'm like, okay, Dak had a bad week. Uh, so that's really what you got to look at. Um, and in some some situations, you are in trouble. Like if you have, um, I don't know, say CEH as one of your running backs and I don't know, Mike Davis or something. Yeah, there's some concern there, right? Because what is CEH going to do going forward? They're not giving him any targets in the passing game. He had the key fumble late. So there's some concern there. Um, if you have Zeke, I'm not as concerned. He's still playing more snaps than Pollard, and they talked about it in the preseason, how they wanted to incorporate Pollard a little bit more to keep Zeke fresh down the stretch with the extra game. It just seems it seems worse because 
every time Pollard's on the field, he's getting a touch. I think he played like 20, 21, 22 snaps, and then he had double-digit touches. So that's something the Cowboys are going to have to fix too because it's like, all right, Pollard's in the game. He's getting the ball. Let's focus on him. Uh, right. So I think that's, that's the same thing with Rondell Moore also, right? I mean, 20 snaps the first week, uh, 28 snaps the last week. And I mean, the dude's got what, like 17 targets? Yeah, I mean, he is just so quick and he cuts and maneuvers around the defense. So I think his snaps go up. I think they have to. Um, I mean, but both guys have been effective. I mean, Pollard just he's got some juice, man. He just is quick when he's on the field. So it's worked out well. But, yeah, you just realistically have to assess your team. Maybe you have Javante Williams and you have to understand, Okay, he's splitting with Gordon now. You knew this when you drafted him. It's going to take some time. He's still getting touches, but it might take some time for him to emerge. Maybe you have James Robinson. You should be shitting your pants, right? I mean, this offense looks terrible. And at least last week it was better. So I think you got to realistically assess your team. But even if it looks dire, you just don't give up, man. It's fantasy football. You could have unexpected players have a big week for you next week. And now all of a sudden you're one and two. So you just can't give up. You keep working the wave wire. We said it's thin this week. So it doesn't mean if you're 0 2, you go overspend on garbage. It means you just conserve the funds and maybe you're in a trading league and you make a trade. Uh, but you should be able to realistically look at your team and go, okay, this team's in trouble. Or, you know what? I'm 0 2, but this team is good. It's just I ran into two really good opponents, or maybe you ran into Derrick Henry or Aaron Jones this week. You know, you, you maybe you had the second highest score in the league. So, you just got to realistically assess your team. And sometimes people are not good at that. And that's what we're here for. You know, you go on the Discord, put your team, hey, what do you guys think? I'm 0 2. And we'll tell you the truth because there are some people who just they see 0-2 and they're like, oh, team sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I've got a couple of 0-2 teams going on right now as well. And it's that it's it's that same thing. I mean, you know, obviously there are, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of situations like you said, like James Robinson or maybe Mike Davis, uh, which which aren't panning out right now. Um, and and that can you know that's a, a troubled spot, but I mean it's it's fixable, right? I mean I think that's the thing is that everybody feels like you know I got to fix it now, I got to fix it now. No, I mean listen, yeah, you'd like to fix it now, but for the same token, you know you you don't want to do anything like people make panic trades, and you know I mean listen, I, I'll tell you this: if you're a two and O team or a, you know or one and one team. And go find anybody in your league who's 0-2 and, and and nervous about that and and just start making them offers. Yes, that is they're a great gonna point. jump, dude. No doubt. You and this week, and then if they fall to 0-3, even more. Because oh. they they look at it like my season is this week. I need a win. And they'll give up something good. So yeah, especially if you're like that three and two and oh, three and oh team. That's one thing I always do is I go, okay, let me look at the teams near the bottom. Ooh, they have this good player who's underperforming. Uh, they might be in a state of panic. Let me see what I can offer them and maybe pry that guy away for cheap. Yeah. I mean, that is, to me, that's the move. Now, if you're the 0-2 team, um, <laughs> beware the wolf in sheep's clothing, right? <laughs> like They're the, coming for you. Right? The guy, the guy who like hits you up and he's like, hey, you want to go out for a drink tonight? And you're like, yeah, let's go out for a drink. And then you're sitting there at the bar and you're like two beers in 
and all of a sudden the trade talk starts, right? Yeah, it's and like, then you're in the bathroom stall and you don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know how we just escalated to that. I know. Let's let's. <laughs> <do>. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on in your leagues, Adam. But <laughs> <laughs> nothing. It's a pandemic, bro. We don't meet anymore. Oh, <laughs> that's right. I just got to. Oh, I wonder if my league is going to do the stupid get together this year. They're going to probably make a zoom. They did a Zoom call instead last year. Like we're watching the game. Like. All, I'm like, this is the stupidest shit in the world. What, remember, wait, I told what, you that league is this? It's my friend's old job. So in the past, what they did was, all right, we're going to have two get-togethers in the city. And it's kind of to meet up, maybe talk trade, even though I haven't seen one fucking trade get done in all the years we were there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, I don't mind it because, hey, it's it's their job. They they pay for food and drinks and everything. I've even brought friends. I think I brought Corey one time. Corey Parson came. I, Took a couple other my friends, so I don't mind it. But obviously now with everything that's going on, we didn't do it last year. So instead, it was like a Monday night football game and everyone's sitting there on Zoom. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking sit here with you guys. And it was a cowboy game, too. And I'm like, just I just put the screen on and I'm watching the game. I'm not even talking to them. I don't give a shit. (laughs) So dumb, man. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, well, well, maybe if, I mean if if it's Peyton Manning and and Eli Manning on the uh, on the broadcast, then yeah, definitely ignore this. Yeah, I don't want to hear you guys. I will have much more from them and Gronk too. Gronk is crazy, bro. I love Gronk. You gotta I, love. I, I don't see how you don't like Gronk. I, you know, I mean, obviously, as a Jets fan, it, it well, hurts yeah. to like Gronk. But his personality, bro, like that's a guy. And I got I got to meet him. He did a. Uh, one of the, at Sirius XM, he did one of those uh, town town hall they call it, uh-huh. and I was there. So I wasn't. So it was in that fishbowl. So you know it's small. You've been there, um, but I was on the outside, but I could hear it, and it was awesome just seeing him. And he was talking about his book, and he's freaking huge in person. It's just that guy has the right personality. You know, he's just so much fun, and it was funny. He's like, yeah, I don't watch film. Uh, I, I, I that's what Tom Brady does. I'll just ask him. <laughs> i mean i don't i don't want i wouldn't listen to him for work ethic you know but uh you know he's right? funny man. he's <laughs> gronk is the dude who's in the huddle who's waiting for tom brady to write the play out on the palm of his hand yeah <laughs> okay he it's amazing this. like i wonder how brady feels about that i guess he just realized hey that's who he is and the guy's fucking good and he gets open and he's a big target because what did you think like that would um piss Brady off. Um like, I guess he just knows him and he's he's such a good player that he doesn't mind. And I'm sure I'm sure he's obviously not delving into film like Brady, but I'm sure he's watching something. Just I'm not sure. I mean he, I'm sure he's doing some preparation. You can't not do any preparation. Right. And he said, Yeah, I watch the film when we're forced to, when we're in meetings and it's in front of me. When he goes home, he's probably like you know, out with a girl and not doing all this stuff and partying. But you know what? The guy's had a successful career. He's uh, managed his money well, too, because it wasn't was he I think it was his signing bonus. He hasn't spent any of it or his salary. One of the two. But he hasn't spent a single dime uh, of his uh, of his signing bonus. Yeah. Smart, man. The guys know and he's got a future wherever, whether it's WWE or TV. He's set, bro. He's just, he's got that personality. He's fun. That's, that's what you want to hear. 
I mean, I would love to see. I, I would love to because I love. I don't know. Did you watch any of the Peyton Manning Eli stuff? Did we talk about that last night? We talked a little bit. Yeah, I didn't see like every second of it, but I was listening to some okay. of it. I think there are certain guys that you can get like and pair them up and do that for every game. And I think Gronk would be one of them. I don't think, and you heard it. I don't think he would sit there for four quarters. No, no, no. He would. He would have a hard time doing that. He, he does, definitely does he better as the he guest. Said it. He's like, "What? I got to stick around. I got. I'm playing cards." So he, does, he even <laughs> said it. Cards. He said, "Yeah, I couldn't do this the whole game for like segments." But he's like, "Yeah, I just I can't do this for for four quarters." And you know what? He's honest about it. But yeah, you have him in a couple guest spots. It's 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 gold. Yeah, it really is. Again, I love. I love watching a game from a guy who can like really break down the X's and O's and just, you know, I, I get it. You know, there's some broadcasters who are told to, you know, cut back on the on the the jargon, the lingo, because the common man doesn't, you know, understand that. But like I prefer to hear them talk about what the defensive package is that they're just seeing right there. Like I prefer to have that kind of analysis just to you know, just to point things out. And you can do that in ways without being technical or talking over people's heads. And I think that that's, you know, that that's what I love about, you know, listening to the to the Mannings do it. Um, when he first started, before he kind of became a, a little bit more corporate, Tony Romo, same thing. Yeah, and they see things on the field. They call plays out like, oh, OK, this is going to happen. And most of the time they're right. Yep. Tony Romo from the future. Always a big fan. Um, all right. So you're 0-2. You can't panic. You can't overreact. You, you definitely can't make like crazy, you know, bad trades. Um, but that's not to say you can't seek out trades of your own, right? I mean, you can you can take a look and you can see. Um, but the last thing you want to do, you can't, you know, understand the buy low, sell high notion here and you know i mean if, if you're gonna sit there and your team is kind of you know drowning and and you're worried about it and and there are legit holes like you know you could use a running back and a wide receiver um would you be obviously it's it's you know case by case basis but you know let's say you you you, you had your rb2 was like tyson williams your RB1 is Christian McCaffrey. Um, you've got Tyreek Hill as your first wide receiver. Um, but then after that, you've got like Deontay Johnson. Uh, and then just, you know, and then it just kind of spirals a little bit down from there. So you could really use like a good like two or three for one deal. Would you consider trading McCaffrey at that point? I would prefer to move Tyreek Hill. It's hard to move McCaffrey, man. He just gives you such a enormous floor every week. I'd have to be like really looking at a team like, yeah, this team needs multiple players. Then you'd have to consider it. But it's hard to trade a player like that. Yeah. After two weeks, too, even if you are 0-2. And yeah, let's not I forget, too, it's a bad waiver week, but next week could be a great one. Right. Well, that's that's the thing. You know, again, we saw so many things, you know, in it, you know, like, you know, Dalvin Cook slow to get up twice in the game, you know, mm -hmm. on Sunday. And, you know, anybody can get hit with an injury. 
you know, Big Ben dealing with the pectoral issue now, right? I mean, somebody's going to get knocked around. Something's going to happen. So, all right. Um, any other uh, any other sage advice you want to give? Not just again. It's not over. It's a longer season too. Got the extra week. So uh, just keep that in mind too. And many people have been zero and three, zero and four, and won championships. I know it looks bleak, but it's only two weeks. The goal is get to the playoffs. It doesn't matter what your record is when you get to the playoffs. The goal is to get in. So just don't let two weeks discourage you. Very wise words right there. I completely agree. Um, boring waiver wire week, short podcast. That's right. You know, Adam and I, what we'll do is uh, is is tomorrow we'll review uh, waiver claims that were made on Tuesday night and what kind of came about. And maybe that'll help you guys out for uh, another round of waivers. Who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Or, oh, no, even better. Let's take a, that early look at the lines. I like doing that. Yes. Early look at the lines. What was the, what was the, oh, the, the, you already gave me, you gave me the Chargers and the Bengals were two that you were eyeballing. Super underdogs, yeah. If uh, looking at dogs, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I rarely I, I don't like looking at the favorites, Adam. I don't like it. Why you should all you want to win money? It doesn't matter whether it's favorite or dogs. If you see a line that stands out, that's the goal. Did they move yet? Sinop Chargers Chiefs still six and a half on DK and Pittsburgh. Where's Pittsburgh Bengals? Uh, how could wait? There's no way they took it down. It's just passing through my eye here. Isn't that a one o'clock game? It's off um, the board. Yeah, I believe because of Ben. It's I don't see it on DK. Hmm. Huh? I wonder if that's because of Ben, or is there breaking news that we missed? Let me check Fandle. Hmm. Really? You look at the, what are you talking about? The Pittsburgh game? Yeah, I don't see it on DK. Um, I see it here. I'm on the lines, uh, dot com. I see it, uh, for DK Pittsburgh minus five and a half minus six. It's oh, minus see, six at Caesars. It's three and a half on FanDuel Sportsbook. Oh, then this needs to be updated because this says five and a half. On oh, FanDuel I'm looking Sportsbook. at it. It's not even on DK right now. I, I'm looking this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 games for this week. They don't have it. They took it down. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Ronis knows how to count. Yes, that's right. Did you guys right, catch ladies. that? That's right, ladies. I know how to count. So you want <laughs> someone that can count your money, come to me as you just heard. <laughs> Making it rain. No, but for real, it's not on DK. Let me see Bet MGM. That is so weird. Hmm. They probably pulled it down because of the it's Big Ben injury. I mean, but we don't. Uh, hmm. That's that's the only reason that they would pull a line. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Deontay Johnson. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. But yeah. I was just going to say he doesn't move the needle as much as uh, it is on BetMGM and it's four and a half. Ooh. So, yeah. So if you're on the Bengals, you go to BetMGM now. If you're on the Steelers, you go to FanDuel Sportsbook. There you go. There you have it, sports Shop fans. the lines. Shop the lines. Shop the lines. That's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, on the next episode. So don't panic if you're 0-2. Stay the course. 
Hit up Adam at Adam Ronis on Twitter. Hit up me at at RotoBuzzGuy uh, if you want. Or listen, if you're a Fantasy Alarm subscriber, uh, you know, add us both in the uh, in the Discord, and uh, and we'll come to your rescue. Dun 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 Nah. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Appreciate you. Love you all. Appreciate you liking and subscribing and all that fun stuff. For Adam Rodas, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up, and we'll catch you next time.